I would ask my manager every week and she had fallen into both traps already. So we were like three strikes <laughs> into the micromanagement zone. I saw she was in back-to-back meetings. She was making all decisions. And I was like, hey, I got bandwidth. And she was saying, yeah, I'll let you know. You know, I'm, I think I'm okay. And the person wasn't okay because they were in freaking meetings every second of the day. And they were talking about how they were so underwater. Welcome to the Managing Made Simple podcast, where I bring a decade of experience working in some of the most influential companies in tech to help you navigate the ins and outs of being a people manager. From conflicts to feedback to delegating and more, we will leave no stone unturned when it comes to what makes us love managing, kind of hate it, and everything in between. Doesn't matter if you're a new manager looking for some tips or a seasoned manager looking to up their game, everyone is welcome to hang out with Managing Made Simple. Let's go. As a team leader or business owner, you're no stranger to wrestling with some of the toughest situations that come up as a manager. But sometimes you need a little bit more support and you don't have the time to spend researching on the internet or taking a bunch of canned trainings. That is why I am so excited to share the Managing Made Simple Hub, your one-stop shop to everything you need to be a great manager. The Hub is an interactive community offering a monthly live Q&A Ask Me Anything call where you can bring up anything that's top of mind, along with curated resources and tools, monthly challenges, exclusive discounts on my services, and conversations with experts. Best thing is, there's no long-term commitment and you can hop in and out anytime. Sign up today at leahgarvin.com hub, and I cannot wait to see you in our next live Q&A session. Welcome back to the show. There comes a time in every manager's career, maybe kind of every six months or so, when we ask ourselves, oh shit, am I a micromanager? And when does this come up? Well, if team members are feeling maybe disengaged, aren't really taking things on, are seeming a little bit agitated, um, are, are feeling a little bit frustrated, we can start to sense, am I holding on a little bit too tight? And sometimes we don't ask ourselves the question. And today I'm going to ask you to ask yourself the question when you're recognizing these three signs. So today I'm going to talk about three signs that, well, yeah, you are a little bit micromanaging and what to do about it. And I don't think any of us intentionally micromanages. Like we're not like, oh, I'm going to do everything myself. But we can fall into this situation for a number of reasons. Maybe we're getting a lot of pressure from our own boss or our own clients or our stakeholders. And we feel like, okay, I got to know what's going on everywhere. Maybe we don't quite trust our team members. We say we do. We want to let them grow. We want to let them really figure things out themselves. But we kind of think our way is better. And so we don't create boundaries. We don't step back. And I'll talk about delegating in a whole very much in depth in another episode. So let's just say that's one of the reasons, and we'll talk about delegating later, how to do that effectively. Um, Another reason might be that we like the work that a team member is doing. And this is what I see a lot is that, you know, we're, the tasks that a team member is doing are are more comfortable for us. Maybe that's what we used to do. And now we've stepped into the role of a manager or a business owner, and we're outside our comfort zone all the time. So we're getting a little micromanaging because the other person's doing the stuff that we find a lot easier. Whatever it is, if we are micromanaging, the consequence is it's demotivating for our team members. And worse, it, it creates a situation where they're not stepping up. They're like, okay, just go ahead, do it yourself. So we don't want to do this. But the question is, well, how do I know if I'm micromanaging? Sometimes I don't realize it. I think I'm just doing my thing. And then am I micromanaging? So here are the three signals. First, if you are in back-to-back meetings all the time, you never have a moment to breathe and you have a team, 
that is a sign right off the bat, you're involved in too much. You got hands and fingers in too many pies. Okay, because we should be able to delegate meetings to our team members. We should be able to take a step back. People should be able to run with stuff and communicate to us what happened. And so if we are in every single meeting and you look at your calendar, it's back to back to back to back, especially things that you have other people that, you know, managers in. So if you're managing managers or you have leads and you're also in those meetings, well, that's a sign you're, you're in too deep. Our solve for this is to take a look at your calendar. I know I've shared this tip before, but it's really, really important to take a look at your calendar and circle like what are the meetings you absolutely have to be in because you're the decision maker. Maybe you're the approver. You have to do a creative review. What are those? And then start to look at where you can delegate the rest and where you can delegate. This is an opportunity to ask someone else to step up as a leader. Hey, can you run this meeting? And we'll check in after and share where, what, what the decisions were. And, and I'd love to give feedback, but it doesn't mean you have to be physically present. Because when you are in every single meeting, it starts to put a little bit of pressure on your team members. They feel like maybe you don't trust them to fly on their own. And it can create a sense of, oh, the walls are caving in for team members. And I've been in this situation and it's been with the manager that I really, really liked. We, we were um, kind of, we were friends and she was my manager. She was very, very supportive of me, but she had to be in every conversation. And it wasn't like I wasn't able to still share my ideas. She was actually very supportive of my ideas. But the fact that she was in every conversation, I didn't feel like I could fully kind of grow and express myself. I didn't get to get that one-on-one -on -one relationship with our leaders that was a, her boss. I didn't get to build a relationship. You know, if, if you're in a small business, maybe that person doesn't get to build a relationship with the client and the client's always going through you to get to your team member because they don't realize they can go directly. So when we're micromanaging in this way that we're in all the meetings, we're putting a wall between that employee and potentially being able to spread their wings. Even if we are totally doing it, just FYI, I just want to be a fly on the wall, it can put pressure. That's the first thing we want to do. We want to recognize when we're in so many meetings and start to let go. Our second sign that, yeah, we're micromanaging is when every single decision comes to us. And this is related to the first about the meetings, but this means that Every single approval decision thing runs over our desk. We have to give it a thumbs up. We have to sign off. And oftentimes we don't actually ask for all the decisions to come to us, but our team members start to see that whenever they make a decision, we still want to weigh in. So they end up just deferring to us anyway. And think about that. If our team members are deferring to us to make every single decision, that means they don't feel empowered or they think you want to make all the decisions. So they don't even bother. And this is really what chips away at having that sense of an ownership mindset, because I only feel like an owner when I can be autonomous for making decisions. So it's going to prevent people from being proactive. It's going to make you feel overworked because you're having to dive into the weeds and do everything. And I've seen this happen a lot with small business owners, especially that they're the idea person. They do have awareness of everything that's going on. They want to be in the details because it's their baby they're creating. And yet they don't have the bandwidth. So they become a real bottleneck and then it slows work down and then they're frustrated because work isn't going fast enough or they're leaving money on the table or you're having people wait. And if you're having team members wait for you to get to your emails and they're getting paid hourly, you're actually burning through money at a faster rate than you have to because people are sitting waiting for you to find time to open that email, make a decision and move forward. Our solve for this is to do an audit of all the decisions that have to be made in our business. And I love to share with folks to do this in three buckets. Grab a piece of paper and make it into three columns and say decisions that I absolutely, absolutely have to make and list those out. 
And I'm going to tell you right now, it should not be more than like two or three a day, a week, whatever, because we want to be moving everything into these next two buckets. Second, decisions that I could delegate. So now we want to be moving things. I think most things are going to be in the second bucket, looking at what am I doing now that I could delegate? And then the third bucket is what are the things that I'm already delegating? And we want to be moving things from bucket one to two into three. And the more things that we can be delegating, that's time that we get back and that's empowering for our team members. So after this episode, take a, take a moment and do this audit and you're going to start to get a lot of insight into, well, where am I way too far in the weeds and where could I take a step back? And then have a conversation with your team members around what, is, what, what are the norms around delegated decisions? You don't have to just delegate something and never hear about it again. No, we can set very clear expectations around, hey, I'd love you to run with this decision. I'd love you to run with you know, managing this client meeting or running this executive review. Here are the moments when I want to review the content and let's check in after to talk about how it went. You can set actually very, very clear guardrails on delegating, but you want to do that within also letting go and empowering someone to bring their own flavor to it. So for example, let's say they're running an executive review or client meeting, asking them, what, you know, what are ideas that you have to run this meeting effectively? You know, really making sure they're adding in their own spin so that they feel like that owner. Third tell that you are micromanaging, and this one's obvious, but we don't always catch the signal, is when our team members are coming to us continually and saying, hey, I have bandwidth, like I'd love to take more work on. And I have been in the situation where literally I would ask my manager every week, and she had fallen into both traps already. So we were like three strikes <laughs> into the micromanagement zone. I saw she was in back-to-back meetings. She was making all decisions. And I was like, hey, I got bandwidth. And she was saying, yeah, I'll let you know. You know, I'm, I think I'm okay. And the person wasn't okay because they were in freaking meetings every second of the day. And they were talking about how they were so underwater. And when I said, I have bandwidth and I'd love to take more on, I want to be growing. And they didn't take me up on it. I was like, oh, okay, this person doesn't think I'm a great team member, even though I'm freaking 10Xing it. Like, where's the trust? So this can be really demoralizing for a team member when you don't take them up on the fact that they said they have bandwidth or you ask them to take on a really small thing or a very tactical thing when they're a high performer and they, and they have a lot of capacity to do more because it looks like, oh, I'm not letting go of control over here. Just going to be candid. They can see right through it. So if people are coming to you, or let's say you haven't even thought about it, are people coming to me? Start to listen. Over the next week, listen out for when your team members say they have bandwidth, especially those high performers who are crushing it. They are asking to be able to be your number two, to be able to learn the things that you're doing, to be able to, to develop their leadership skills. So when they're asking you to take more on, and that is literally the solve, is to take them up on it, to listen for it and to take them up on it. And again, if you're feeling like you still need to be a little bit in the know or you want to have a little bit more control, then set clear expectations about what you expect to see, when you want to be kept in the loop, how you want the thing to go, but then let go. Let that person have the opportunity. Because when we are managers and we are controlling every single piece of the work, or we feel worried that, well, if I hand off this thing, what's my job about? If that's a real fear we have deep down, it's important to acknowledge it. And that's a fear a lot of us have from time to time. So there's no shame in that. But the problem is it starts to demonstrate to our team members we don't trust them. So here we're having a fear that's about our own stuff and our team members think we don't value them. So we don't want to send that signal. 
And if we do have a bit of a learning curve with a team member or we're still building trust, then that's where setting really clear expectations comes in because that'll really help build trust. And that's where building a habit of giving recognition and giving feedback and, and really building that relationship with your team member, that's also going to build trust. So there we have it. Those are our three signs that we are micromanaging. One, we are involved in every little single thing. Our calendar is back to back to back. Two, we are making every decision. And three, our team members are coming to us all the time and telling us they have bandwidth. Those are our three signs. And what to do about it? We want to self-reflect, recognize it's happening, listen out for these things, be self-aware, and then make that shift. And you are going to see your team members step up so much more proactively that you have more time and space in your day, in your week. If you're a business owner, you are able to focus on other things, building your business. You are able to talk to more clients, deliver more services. So this is a real money saving thing too, because you can be reinvesting your time in those high, high income generating activities. Wouldn't you rather be focusing on that anyway than proving social media copy? So when we talk about getting out of that micromanager zone, this is about optimizing our time, saving time and money, making more money, making more time for ourselves. If you're in the corporate world, wouldn't it be awesome to not have to check emails every night at 9.30 p.m. because you're just not quite sure your team member is going to handle it? Yeah, it would be. And this is the freedom that you can get by doing these three strategies and taking a step back. See you next time. That's all I have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Managing Made Simple podcast, where my goal is to demystify the job of people management so that together we can make the workplace somewhere everyone can thrive. I always love to hear from you, so please reach out at leahgarvin.com or message me on LinkedIn. See you next time.